Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place for everything related to Amazon FBA private level and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we bring you another special guest. His name is Ben Leonard, and he's the co-founder of Ecom Brokers. And he's also very well known in the space for having a very successful mid-seven figures exit with one of the top brands in the space when it comes to fitness, a Best Girl. And today we're going to be talking about his latest release. Uh, I would say one of the top books right now when it comes to, you know, preparing you to uh, exiting your uh, brand when it comes to Amazon. And the name of the book is, which I love the title, by the way, is Quit Stalling and Build Your Brand. You don't need an MBA to crush it on e-commerce. That last sentence is amazing because sometimes we think that when it comes to exiting a, a, a business, you need to have all this knowledge when it comes to finance and have all these degrees. And actually, Ben is going to show you that, you know, at the end of the day, it goes uh, down to a few uh, simple principles, which he highlights very clearly on his book. So, Ben, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me back on. It's uh, it's always great to speak with you, Vincenzo. Thank you, bro. It, it, it's a pleasure for me as well. You know, uh, I've been following your career in the space for very long time now. Uh, I have seen you speak. I have seen you on different podcasts. And, you know, every single time, you the only thing that you do is drop bombs. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a pleasure for me to have you here. Uh, and, you know, the highlight of, of today is your book. You know, uh, your book is being... Uh, we're receiving in the community everybody's speaking about it uh, people taking pictures with the book like selfies like you're becoming quite a celebrity in the in, in the space when it comes to this and you know um today i want to talk a little bit about you know what made you basically write this book in the first instance mm -hmm. however you know before we jump into that if you want just give us a quick intro about who is ben and then of course we jump into the book and what people can expect from it yeah Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks for that kind intro uh, and for having me again. I'll, I'll try and keep this brief. Some people listening will already know who I am and I don't want to bore them. Um, I got into e-commerce in 2016. Uh, I started a fitness brand called Beast Gear. Uh, turns out I was good at it. So I quit my job. I grew it and it was doing six million US dollars per year in sales in late 2019 when I sold it. We were selling in the UK, Europe, and a tiny bit in the Middle East and Australia. I, I regret not taking that brand to the US. It probably would have been four <laughs> times bigger if I had. Um, now I'm doing several things. Yeah, you mentioned they're e-com brokers. So when I sold Beastgear, the uh, intermediary that we used could have been better. So my accountant and I set up a better, uh, a better uh, mergers and acquisitions um, strategy firm for e-commerce business owners to plan and execute their exits. So that's e-com yeah. brokers. Um, yeah. I'm still building brands. I co-own another brand in the fitness space now. I co-own a baby brand, which is launching uh, next year. And I, I have minority equity in some other brands that I advise. Nice. Um, I consult with e-commerce business owners and um, private equity-backed brand family portfolios. 
Um, and as you mentioned there, speaking, Anna just finished the book, quit stalling and build your brand. Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of stuff going on, but it's an exciting industry to be in and I'm very grateful to be in it. Yeah. Pleasure, man. Yeah. I, as I say, I've been following from the very beginning uh, and quite a journey, to be honest, you know, going from nine to five job to a seller from a seller now to basically being a consultant to helping business exit. And now you even have your own book. So you're basically checking all the boxes as an entrepreneur. Man. You're killing <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, now, um, you know, let's jump on the book, uh, which I have right here. I have started, love the book. So, you know, some people might be wondering, you know, why I need to buy this book? Like, what what is such a big deal? And and I think you know it would be great to hear from you, the person that basically wrote this book. Just give us an overview. Let's start with basically the foundation. What made you first, uh, in the first instance, decide you know I want to write a book, and and then let's dive in into the things that people can get in terms of a uh, value out of this book. Yeah, sure. I've been thinking about writing a book for a while. But I didn't pull the trigger on actually starting, partly because I was just so daunted about the idea of writing a book. Because mm -hmm. I knew Even I was a good writer. Like thinking of writing a book, it just, all the things yeah. I imagined. I didn't really know where to start. But I knew I was a good writer from my time in academia, right? Mm. Um, an undergrad okay. and a master's degree in, in science. So I, I know how to write, but it's turning writing, there's writing academic papers, and then there's writing yeah. uh, a business book that's actually engaging, that makes people want to keep reading and then take action. So thankfully, you know, my awesome editor was able to take my writing and turn it into something uh, good. Um, but I made the decision to finally go with it. It was uh, early 2022. I was in a conference. I, would as I was at an e-commerce conference. <laughs> and there was a guy on stage. And I, I kind of stopped and looked around at everybody. And they were all mesmerized. He had them eating out of the palm of his hand. But whilst what he was saying was not untrue, he gave no real evidence of anything he had actually done. Mm. It was all, well, you could do this, you could do that. But there was no real life lived experience. And I thought, you know what? I've got a bunch of experience here. It's good. I help people with it all the time. I wish I'd had a book like this when I was, not just when I was starting, but actually the whole time I was growing my business. And so I decided to pull the trigger and write the book. And, you know, it's a roadmap of classic business principles, but applied mm -hmm. to our industry of e-commerce. And what I've tried to do is make it two things. One is timeless. So it's not like a highly tactical book about, you know, how yeah. to sell on Amazon or something that's going to go out of date in five months. My plan is that this will be valuable to people in five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that, the other thing I've tried to do is, yes, it's a roadmap from product ideation all the way through to exit, but it's not just for people starting out. This is also for people who could be doing seven, even perhaps eight figures and need to um, realign themselves with what it takes to have a sustainable brand that becomes something valuable they can later sell or perhaps make a big change in their business. Maybe they have a business, but they don't have a brand. Perhaps they got into e-commerce when it was pretty easy and you could just kind of sell stuff on the internet. And now they're realizing they need to make a change and build a brand that that actually resonates with people, that people come to love, um, because that makes all the difference later when it comes to selling your business. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that one, um, let's start first with, with the idea that you just bring to the table. 
which is the example of the of the person on the stage that that that, that itself is an amazing example uh, because i also agree with you sometimes we see all these people you know in the space talking about this talking about that but realistically they don't have the you know they don't actually got their hands dirty basically to say in some sense like you did like you basically went through the whole journey of doing the brand from from scratches like from nothing from your garage i actually have seen some of your videos in your garage like yourself <laughs> with the inventory and everything and that thing is wow it's so authentic man um so yeah uh, first of all I, i love that and i think <clears throat> you know the idea that um, this book is going to be valuable for such a long time i also find it super important because i also agree there are so many books out there when it comes to amazon by within three to six months they they basically their value goes down significantly because it's all about <clears throat> tips or things that work in the short term but not long term and the thing that i love about this book is all about principles that go beyond amazon they are really focused on on the foundation of business itself they really focus on things that you know have been in, in the space for years and you basically transform all the knowledge from other industry that you can doing this by yourself to actually uh, put it on, on a single funnel for people specializing on, on in the Amazon ecosystem and building a brand. So that's what I love here. Um, now, <clears throat> when it comes to the book itself, the other thing that I found super interesting is that you go to the journey of, person, of people actually realizing about what they need to do to basically get there, right? You basically divide this on, on four main phases, and I would love to go through all of them just in high level so people can have a, an understanding because one of the first ones, if, if we can briefly start with that, is talking about what is actually stopping people from getting started. You know, I, I found yeah. most people, realistically, if they put the work and effort, they can make this happen. It just, they, you know, they have a lot of fears and they have a lot of things that mentally stop them to taking action. And maybe we can start with that. Like, tell me a little bit about why this first uh, chapter was so important. I guess maybe because you also went through this, you also had these doub doubts about you, these fears. So, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it, it's semi-autobiographical in that, in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I had my idea from my first brand in mm -hmm. 2012. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything about that idea until 2016. Wow. Yeah. So for four years, I did nothing. And really, the reason I did nothing was I was held back by excuses. Mm. Excuses which were partly my fault and partly just the fault of society. Mm. You know, I told myself. And some of this wasn't even conscious. I wasn't consciously telling myself, but subconsciously telling myself, I'm not an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are mm -hmm. other people. They are people with business degrees. They are people who invent new things. They are people who are experts in design. They are people with tons of capital from, you know, a family business that they've inherited. Um, I kind of was in my lane, right? I, I was working as an environmental advisor. That was what I did because of my background in environmental science. Mm -hmm. it, we, that's what society teaches us, right? We go to school, we might go to university, mm -hmm. we stay in our lane, we go get a job in whatever we're in. And entrepreneurs are other people. But actually, it wasn't until I had a heart problem that I took action on my my idea really out of necessity. I needed something to do because I couldn't work and I couldn't do my fitness hobbies. So I started this fitness brand as a hobby. And I've now come to realize that I should have taken action 
right at the very beginning when I had the idea in the first place. And I want other people to do the same thing as me, which is give themselves permission to treat themselves like a, like a real entrepreneur. And by extension, treat their business like a real business, not just some side hustle. Yes, we're going to start it on the side. Of course we are. But we're going to treat it like a big, big, real grown-up business. Because if we don't and we treat it like a side hustle, it will always be a side hustle because we're putting a ceiling on what it can achieve because of our mindset. So that's what the start of the book is all about. It's about giving yourself permission to take action. It's about treating yourself and your business with respect and it's about busting the excuses and the myths that we teach ourselves and that society teaches us about who entrepreneurs are and who can and can't be one exactly yeah even i mean i connect so much with this because i'm a big believer i mean i'm a big a bit aggressive when it comes to being entrepreneur like i'm a big believer on this phrase that i think it's from tony robbins if i'm not mistaken like when you want want to do something live just burn all the ships, right? It basically mm-hmm. don't give you option any other option for you when it comes to uh, do any other thing. And uh, um, basically, you stop yourself from giving options to fail in some sense, right? And yeah. this goes back to yeah, your mindset that you know if you have this thing as a side hustle, your mind back and think, okay, this is just a plan B or plan C. If it doesn't work out, I have my nine to five. I don't have to put on so much effort. If on a Saturday or Sunday, I don't feel like working on the business, it's fine because, you know, it's not my main thing. And these small things over time start to catch up and basically stop you, as you mentioned, to really overcome that ceiling that you put yourself above your head. So super important. And I love the phrase that you put. It's like, give yourself the opportunity to do so right most people don't give the, themselves the opportunity because they just think you know they're just afraid to fail or they're just afraid of uh, basically showing to their friends or family that they basically it didn't work out but at the end of the day that's you know it's all about giving it a try and 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 giving your best if, if the only thing you are thinking is about the failure you're gonna have like we as entrepreneurs i mean how many failures do you had on other ventures i, I bet you had other failures right it's it's oh, all yeah. about overcoming that fear you know yeah I mean, so, there, there were it's interesting you mentioned failures there so i had a lot of failures during owning my first brand i still have failures mm-hmm. now with my other business ventures i make mistakes all the time and that's normal in fact we want to you know um I'll go off on a little tangent here for a moment. A few weeks ago, I spoke on stage with Stephen Bartlett mm-hmm. um, of Diary of a CEO. And one of the things that he spoke about was um, increasing your failure rate is something that you should be trying to do. Because by increasing your failure rate, you are increasing the rate at which you will find successes. Exactly. Right? It's a bit like what Michael Jordan said. You know, he, he became so successful because he failed so many times. Yeah. And so I, you know, I now try to do that. But before my first business, Beast Gear, I actually didn't have any failures. And here's why. Because I didn't take any chances or any risks. I didn't do anything. I had ideas, but none of them turned into failures because none of them even started. Yeah. Or they barely started. I remember one idea I had. This was shortly after reading the four hour work week by uh, Tim Ferriss. I had this mm-hmm. idea that I would start a website where Americans more uh, predominantly Americans could come to uh, input their interests um, as it related to a potential vacation in Scotland and that I would create uh, itineraries for their trip oh, and they would pay me for them. 
yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool idea at the time, and I did absolutely nothing about it. Um, and that's just one in, in many kind of lines of ideas that I did nothing about until I had this big change and this heart problem that caused me to finally take action on Beast Gear. Yeah, and and you know what? At the end of the day, all these things we're talking about, it even goes back to simple math in the sense that, you know, I love the fact that increasing the rate of failure is proportional to rate of success because I'm a big believer that you create your own luck, right? And yeah. the more things you basically try in terms of, you know, keep pushing on things that you want to pursue in life, it's a matter of time when that specific opportunity meets with you as being preparing yourself in your own time while you've been failing. And when those two things unite, that's when usually the explosion comes and, and you know, success comes. So yeah, big believer of that. Like I think the best skill usually uh, I would advise an entrepreneur to have is just be comfortable failing. If you're comfortable failing, like you basically lose all your fear, uh, fear. And if you're not afraid of anything, like what is stopping you, you know? So super yep. important. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally aligned with you there. <laughs> now, uh, once we overcome also all this uh, fear and we basically decide to take action, the next step is to actually design the strategy, right? We need to basically figure out like, where do I even get started? Like, uh, how do I uh, uh, find my right audience? So how do I actually uh, target the, the right type of interest on, on a specific niche to basically build my product lineup, right? So maybe high level, uh, you can give some advice and also the reason why you think this is the uh, most important step once you uh, yeah. That, uh, fear, so, you know? Sure. So some people will disagree with what I'm about to say, but I'm going to explain both sides of, the, of this um, approach. Okay. So my approach is that we need to build a brand that we are passionate about and sell to people we understand. Because hmm. when we do that, when we know our audience, we understand them well enough that we can basically sell them anything. We know yep. what appeals to them. We know how we know what problems they have, and therefore we know what products to create to solve those problems. We know the language they speak, so we know how to communicate with them. We know where they are on the internet, so we know how to get in front of them. And we know what kind of content they want to consume, so we know how to give them value and make them know, like, and trust us and want to buy from us. Now, when you do all that, it is way easier to try to build a brand, right? If I'm interested in, uh, I don't know, bonsai plants, it's easier for me to create a brand of bonsai uh, maintenance accessories because I understand mm -hmm. who I'm selling to because I am that person. But if I don't understand, it's much, much harder and I'm more likely to fail. Now, some people listening will say, but Ben, I have built a business that sells X and I'm not really interested in X, but it works. To which I would say this, chances are you got into that when it was easier, when you could just kind of sell stuff on Amazon or you could just kind of buy traffic off of Facebook pretty cheaply and drive it to your website, which probably wasn't that good of a website and make bank. But actually, if you're starting now, you should really build a business around an audience that you resonate with. Apart from anything else, isn't it so much more satisfying to get up every day in the morning and build something that you're passionate about? You know, a huge part of what I teach people to do is actually make yourself the face of the brand, which you can't do if you're not interested in the, in, in the business. You're not interested in the brand. So I try to teach people to not only build 
a brand around a niche that they're interested in and passionate about, but put yourself on the front of that brand and make yourself the face of it because people buy from brands, but they connect with people. So when somebody in your potential audience finds someone that they resonate with, they connect with, they know, they like, they trust, they are way more likely to buy from you and your brand by extension. And this people will say, but Ben, that doesn't work at scale. Yes, it does. You know, here's just one example. Um, Deliciously Ella. This is Ella. She started a recipe blog. She spun that out into recipe books and a podcast to support that where she provides helpful, compelling, engaging, useful, free content. And people keep her brand top of mind. So then they go buy her her uh, digital products and her physical book products. And now she's even spun it out into a range of uh, food items that I can buy in the supermarket. By the way, she's her all her stuff is vegan. I'm not a vegan. I just respect mm-hmm. her marketing, her branding. Um, she even has had physical stores, delis where people can go in and buy stuff. All building it around her being the face of the brand. Now, not everyone's going to want to do that. You don't have to. That's not like a central part of what I teach. Yeah, yeah. I do think that that can be part of it. So that is a long way of saying uh, it's audience first, product second. Yeah, I think um, and it totally makes sense because I, I see this mistake all the time that people, you know, only focus on numbers and and where the money is, which in some sense makes sense. Of, of course, you want to focus where the, the money is and where the most traffic is. But the thing is, if you don't really understand this market, uh, first, the difficulty is going to be exponentially much higher than if you actually know the market in the first instance like things are not going to come to you naturally in terms of strategies because you need to first figure out what is the avatar looking like uh, and what they need to basically convert towards the offering so that thing makes the job so much more difficult and i think the other uh, thing that you mentioned there that's super interesting which i think is the most important thing here is actually how you feel when you wake up every single morning about what you're building right if you're building yeah. this only for money let's be honest it's gonna reach a point that you're gonna burn out right especially when things get tough when things are not working out but if you really focus on your passion and you know that on top of that, you're bringing value to that community that you thrive so much about. Like if you're into yoga and you bring this amazing brand of lineups uh, of lifestyles when it comes to providing support to people that love yoga, like not only you're providing so much value to this community, you know that you're part of it and 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 that don't make things so much easier and, and actually inspire you so much more. So yep. um, I think I guess to summarize this point. Um, and we can both agree on this is like start with with things that you love right when it comes to building a brand like try to find i guess a niches and interests around your daily things maybe or your hobbies and see if there is an opportunity first when it comes to doing a brand there right yeah absolutely and you know we're all going to go through struggles in our business but when let me just pick one right cash flow mm-hmm. it's a huge one people run into this issues with cash flow all the time if you're running into issues with cash flow on a, a a business, which and maybe perhaps you're trying to treat it like a real brand, but you have no real interest in it, it's way more of a struggle to overcome it's those painful. problems. Yes, <laughs> painful. But actually, if there's so much other things going on in the brand that that, that you're enjoying, overcoming the the parts that are difficult becomes so much easier um, because you are. So it's much a purpose. More it's a purpose there's, there's besides a the money. Purpose. There's a higher purpose, right? Yeah. We're all in this to make money, but we can make money while building something 
of value in terms of our values that aligns with us. And that's a, that's an important part of the book that I talk about. I talk about actually developing what I call your brand DNA. And some people listening will be like, but Ben, come on, my business doesn't really have a brand DNA. I'm just kind of selling stuff online. I'm doing really well. To which I would say it would be even better if you had a real brand DNA because yeah. uh, your customers would uh, resonate more with your brand, be more likely to keep buying from your brand. And you would have more of a valuable asset that somebody's going to want to buy in the future because, you know, fast forward to basically the end of the book, actually, you know, I talk about, and this is what we do with e-com brokers all the time. We talk about this model that we created called the value pyramid, where we look at the business from the point of view of the buyer and right at the base of the value pyramid, the thing that actually holds the whole pyramid up is brand. Cause ultimately that actually, some buyers will tell you it's not what's most important to them, but actually it is. They just don't know it. Right. Brand actually is what's most important to them, because without brand, there's no longevity. There's no sustainability. Exactly. There's no raving fans waiting by the door for your product to arrive. There's no people following you on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, your podcast. Yeah. There's there's nothing there that a buyer is going to want to see in the future. And if you don't have that, you really are building your your business on 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 quicksand. And that yeah. is why brand is so important and when you base that brand around something you're passionate about, it's the whole thing is eminently easier. Yeah. Which now this brings bring us to, you know, the last part, which is basically the part three and four of the book, which you focus on the actual business strategy. I think what you yep. mentioned uh, there, you just nail it. Like, you know, um, people are not fo don't focus on brand. I think the, the most important thing they're missing out, I'm, I'm sure you agree with this, is that let's be honest on this business when you make the most money is when you exit the business it's not really when you are actually operating the business right because you also yeah. have these cash flow issues you need to keep reinvesting more inventory more marketing so realistically you keep diluting your profits and basically um, the money is made on the actual exit itself so the reason why i say this is important is because if you only focus just as you mentioned on the quick bug you basically are just a a, a brand here codes that uh, the only thing you really can provide as value is cheaper product, a lower price, better bundle. But realistically, are you actually offering something on top of that as a community, as a brand, as a feeling, as a lifestyle? And that's where I think uh, preparing towards exit, which is the last part of uh, on today's episode I want to cover, is super important because realistically, that's where you get your big win, right? Like when you exit your brand and if you don't build from, from the very beginning on building that, that we have seen this the last two, three years, like even now that the market is very low when it comes to selling uh, businesses on Amazon, they're the ones that are still uh, thriving are the ones that actually built something meaningful, an actual brand, an actual community, yep. not the ones that they just had a water bottle that they yep. just had the cheapest price on Amazon, right? So you're, you're right. I so mean, can we quick cover those quick points to, yeah. To we sure can. Yeah. So it's funny. I had a conversation yesterday with a yeah. guy who, uh, we can't sell his business for him yet because of a few things. You know, partly his margin isn't high enough mm -hmm. and partly the growth of his business isn't high enough. But also there's like no, there's no brand identity there. Now, if he had a strong brand identity, that would somewhat make up for the stagnant growth and the low margin. I would also argue that if he had a better brand identity, he'd probably have a higher margin because he could probably charge a more premium price and people would be more willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Contrast that with another business that we're about to take to market with a $2 million SDE with a phenomenal brand identity, 
raving fans that are subscribed to this guy's product. We're going to go and sell that for well over 10 million because we're still getting strong multiples for quality brands. Okay. Now, you know, a lot of people might say, well, you know, Ben Vincenzo, you kind of been talking a little bit wishy-washy about intangible things like brand here. Let's talk about numbers. Well, you know, there is a, a mistake that people can make is when they're getting so caught up and passionate about their product and their brand, which is great. I want them to do that, but they forget the numbers. And the big one that I see people, the mistake that people make is during their product validation, they do some rough calculations and they realize that their product is profitable and they think, fantastic, I can go sell this. But they failed to run the numbers on their ROI, their return on investment. And this is why they then later flip right into cash flow uh, problems. So it's important that we understand our ROI because this basically tells us for every dollar we put into our business, how much do we get back? And the reason that's so important is that in e-commerce, we have a really slow cash conversion cycle. So after we've paid for our inventory, we've paid to have it shipped, and that takes a long enough time as it is, it's then sitting in warehouses gathering dust while it slowly sells, right? And we need to then go pay our manufacturer to make more, but we haven't got all the money out of our inventory yet. Our, our cash is tied up in inventory. So we need a high enough return on investment that we get enough out of the inventory we have sold so far so that we can go buy more while the rest is still being sold and sitting in, in, in storage. And the calculation for this is very simple. You basically take your, your profit, it's actually your contribution margin, but we, we won't get into that, it's getting too technical for today. So we'll just say you basically take your profit and divide it by your landed costs and multiply that by 100, and that will give you a percentage. And if it's more than 100%, you've basically got a good enough ROI because you're going to get back for every dollar you put in, you're going to get back that dollar plus whatever it is over 100. So if your ROI is at like 150%, you're going to get back uh, $1.50 plus your original dollar. So $2.50 in total, which means you're going to have enough money to keep growing. But if your ROI is less than 100%, you're not going to have that. And I would say the minimum ROI you want to have is, is probably you know, 70, 80%. But be aware that you're probably going to keep needing to, to throw cash into the business to keep it growing. That's okay if you can do that. And if you have sources of capital, and again, that's something I'll get into in the book. But basically what I'm getting at is if you want to build a brand that you can eventually sell, you need to really understand your numbers and validate your products very, very carefully way back at the beginning. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. I think, you know, with this, it's a perfect, you know, conclusion of today's episode, which basically went from, you know, the very beginning of, you know, losing that fear to the end, which is basically how we actually make money. So I think now is a perfect time to, you know, um, conclude this conversation about your book. I will say to everybody, you know, hearing, I mean, if you're hearing, you cannot see me holding the book, but if you're watching like this really a must, like, can, can you tell me Ben and to everybody listening and, and watching like where people can find this book and can yep. start, um, you know, preparing their exit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, well, you, people won't be surprised to hear it's on Amazon. Go to quitstallingbook.com to sign up for the, um, the bonuses. But if you just search quit stalling and build your brand on Amazon, you'll find the book. Um, it's on there. At the end of every chapter, you get a link to free resources where you can also join the waitlist if you want for the course that goes alongside the book. Um, 
I believe it's a really, really valuable book. I'm incredibly proud of it. So uh, yeah. I would uh, I'd be really honored if people would go check it out. Yeah, I can definitely confirm that. So definitely go uh, and buy it. Um, make sure to leave a review, guys. You know, review is super it's important. Awesome. <laughs> it's <all> about reviews. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Ben. So it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for everything that you bring to the community. Uh, is you know, it's always great to have you. Um, and pick your brain. So you know, can't wait to see you at future events. And in the meantime, you know, keep killing it. You know, it's been I will. great Thanks, to have you. Uh, Thanks for your support, Vincenzo. It means a lot. Anytime, man. Have a nice one. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.